0: Shalom Ubracha. Well, and welcome to TanachStudy.com. My name is Ralph Tawil, and we have the zechut of learning with you today, Mizmor Nunzain, Tilim chapter 57. Tilim chapter 57 begins with a superscription that has some words that we've seen in other superscriptions and also a historical, historical background that we're going to uh, discuss. It begins with "Lamnatzach al tashchet leDavid michtam bevorchov mipenei Shaul bame'ara." So we have several words over here. "Lamnatzach" and is a familiar one, and so is "leDavid." "Al tashchet" means "don't destroy." It occurs in several, in the beginning of several mizmorim, and so is "michtam." "Al tashchet" means "don't destroy." "Michtam" means "the stain." Uh, so now it's. Uh, what exactly it means is, is open to question. Some say it's a, uh, it's a. This mizmor was said along with another well-known song that began with the words of uh, If we take it in the simplest terms, it's talking about a prayer uh, that contains the idea that the, the the nation, the country, should not be destroyed, even though it has mikhtam, even though it is stained. <laughs> There's two references to a time where David fled from Shaul and hid in a Meara. One is in Shuel Aleph Perek in the beginning, when he's in Adulam. And the second one is the more famous one in Perek Pasukimil, in where David is in a Meara, when Shaul comes to relieve himself within the cave. And in that situation, David's soldiers try to convince him to kill Shaul, and he merely cuts off the corner of his garment. And later on, that's called... Or a similar situation, David tells to one of his soldiers, Al tashchit, do not, do not uh, kill him. In any event, we'll go on with the Mizmor. Uh, the, the Mizmor is basically a prayer of an individual who is surrounded by enemies, uh, vicious, vicious enemies, uh, compared to man-eating lions. And the prayer that the Psalmist, the prophetic Psalmist, should be saved from their hands. And he begins... Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me, for I seek refuge in you. I seek refuge in the shadow of your wings until danger passes. I call to God Most High, to God who is good to me. Yishlach Mishanayim V'yoshieni Cheref Shorafi Sela Yishlach Elohim Chastor V'Amito He sends his from the heavens and he saves me. He shames and disgraces my enemies. Sela He sends God sends his truth and his compassion down to me. So, we see a person who's calling to God, and it's a a very impassioned call. You have a lot of repetition here, Um, and we'll see this repetition continuing later on in the Mizmor, the the word of and repeating the idea that God is spreading his wing over him protecting him just like a mother bird would protect her young until the until the danger passes you have here a phrase the idea could be that God completes me and carries out to me what he's promised or gomer can be a way uh, with a switching of switching the nation, a lamed, that sometimes happens, gomel alay, that does to me good things. In any event, uh, the call is to God who in the past has saved him, and in the past he has saved, said, sent himself from the heavens and saved him, and that he has in the past uh, gr- disgraced those who, who tried to kill him his persecutors. What situation is he in? He lies down amongst man-eating lions, whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongue is a sharp sword. The people around him are eager to kill him, to destroy him, to rip him apart. To prey upon him, and they're described in very detailed terms. You have the word Levaim, which probably means uh, women, uh, female lionesses, though those are the ones who do the hunting, those are the ones who do the catching of the food And they're described in the, in the end of the verse with this they're, they're really people whose teeth are like spears and arrows. And lohatim Lohatim could be the, the ferociousness of the lion. Or it could be a reference to the sword. Their tongues, these people's tongues, are like sharp, are like a sharp sword. This is a concept that we've seen earlier in the, in previous mizmorim. That the tongue, the sharp sword. so These people who are wanting to tear him apart are using their tongues, using their defaming speech to to get him. And the prayer to Hashem, which is the this is actually the refrain of this mizmor occurring twice. Ruma ala Elohim, exalt, exalt yourself over the heavens, O God. Let your glory be over all the earth. So it's the heavens and the earth. Hashem is found in heaven, and his, but his, his kavod is felt on the land. It's, uh, it's the combination, the power contained in the heavens and the vastness of the heavens. And that's the kavod that will come down to the land. We go back to the enemies then. They prepared a net for my feet to ensnare me. They dug a pit for me, but they fell into it. Here we have the types of things, the traps that they set up for the psalmist Uh, a a net, this could be a net of words and lies, Uh, or they dug a pit, a trench, a type of trap, Uh, but at at the end, they themselves fell into it. It's a concept that we've seen earlier as well, that the evil of the enemies rebounds upon themselves. And he's describing these actions in the past, that uh, they prepared and they fell. So it could be that the section over here is um, written, this whole mizmo is written, subsequent to his being saved, and it could be that that he is uh, wishful thinking, but sure, not only wishful thinking, but sure that God will save him, and that's one understanding of this mismore and it happens many times, that the psalmist so clearly envisions what should happen, that he speaks about it as if it already happened. Another possibility is that this was written in two occasions, the first part before and the second part after, but the parts don't divide neatly. Uh, Or the third possibility is that it's all written following following him being saved, and therefore it's, uh, he's recounting the part where he was in trouble, and and then uh, the, the the good conclusion. That's also not strong because we have the real sense of the urgency of his prayer in the early part. So of the three possibilities of how to look at these two parts of the Smizmor, I prefer the one that in the midst of his difficulty he is looking forward and imagining, visioning. How the enemy has already fallen into his own trap, has already hurt himself by his own uh, devisings and schemes. <speaking in Hebrew> my heart is firm, O oh God, my heart is firm. I will sing, I will chant the hymn. Ura kevodi, Ura Adonai. And here we have a we've seen a, a call to, to awaken himself up awake my soul awake O harp and lyre I will wake the dawn he's calling himself up, encouraging himself to sing and to pray more and pray harder, we see this in Shirat Devorah as well, where Barak encourages her and there are several times where the psalmist or the prophet or the poet encourages himself to sing and to to to, um, to be inspired to sing strong. And his personal singing is not only that we see in the Pasukhet and Tet, is taken over into yud to a much broader a much broader singing of the Amim in the nations and the countries and the peoples. He will make it much broader the the, the song and the praise of Hashem. Kigadol ad shamaim chasecha shechakim uh, because your your exalted is, your faithfulness is as high as the heaven, your steadfastness reaches the sky, your chesed, the loving kindness that you've done, reaches the highest heavens, and the truth of who you are, and your coming through your liability goes to the to the highest the highest sky the highest heavens. Ruma al shamayim elohim al kol aratz Exalt yourself over the heavens, O God, let your glory be over all the earth. The psalmist here is recognizing in this refrain, repeating again, that Hashem's glory fills even though the vast, vast heavens and throughout the whole earth. And it's an insight and a balance that he has that that is the way Hashem works in the world. And even though there are times where the enemy seems to be ascendant, ultimately... It's God's power, God's vastness and might, God's justice and compassion that come through.